a low bar, my weekly market review, April 30th, 2023. With trading volumes contracting rapidly, the stock market, at least as represented by the major indexes, was acting early last week like it had already checked out for the summer, and it's not even May yet. It was proving to be something of a snooze fest with a generally negative tilt as far as the headline indexes were concerned. But under the surface, things were playing out rather differently. Earnings and guidance are generally holding up better than expected, mostly beating estimates at a good clip, notably Microsoft, Alphabet Google, Meta Facebook, and Intel last week. Indeed, 83% of non-financial companies have beaten earnings estimates so far this season, only 57% of financials. This high beat rate is, of course, a lot easier when the bar of these estimates has been consistently lowered by companies in considerably despondent forward guidance over the last couple of quarters, banging on and on about how difficult 2023 was going to be. After all, the stock market is all about expectations versus reality. Of some concern, however, is the fact that those firms whose earnings are failing to beat estimates seem to be mainly those that have their fingers on the pulse of the demand side of the economy, such as UPS, Caterpillar, and Packaging Corp of America. And a number of these stocks got punished last week after announcing disappointing earnings and or very cautious commentary guidance. So while macroeconomic data is still broadly leaning towards a soft landing scenario, inflation to be conquered without a highly damaging recession, the microeconomic data around which types of companies are hurting more than others may be pointing in the other direction. Early in the week, First Republic Bank reported that customer deposits fell 40% or $72 billion in the first quarter during a ham-fisted earnings call. The already incinerated stock got cut in half again in a matter of hours and then tumbled a further 30% the next day. On Friday, the stock price got cut in half yet again in the after hours. While the market has now basically given up on First Republic as a viable standalone entity, rumors abound about a JP Morgan and PNC bank absorption, the real damage will come if there are signs of further contagion into the likes of Zion Bank, Comerica, Bank of Hawaii, and Western Alliance. It's a sharp reminder that the banking sector is not yet out of the woods and indeed may well experience more pain ahead as a result of being so entangled in the increasingly troubled world of commercial real estate that is suffering from enormously higher interest rates and vastly lower occupancy rates. A revival of banking stress simply isn't priced into this market and its return will prove troublesome if it happens. Stocks finished the week a touch higher after a mostly tranquil Monday, a difficult Tuesday and Wednesday, but a powerful resurgence on Thursday and Friday as markets basked in the sunlight shone by earnings and guidance from some of the mega cap tech names. For the month of April, the S&P 500 added 1.5%, while the Nasdaq squeezed out just a small gain. 
Congressional lawmakers' continued reckless posturing about the debt ceiling appeared last week to have finally just about made it onto the radar of markets, although hardly in a meaningful way yet. For the moment, at least, it still has the feel of a parent rolling their eyes after just noticing for the first time that their two toddlers are bickering over a toy. But the longer this nonsense goes on without resolution and the specter of 2011 starts emerging, the more nervous markets are going to get and the more a disastrous and completely unnecessary own goal becomes a possibility. The Federal Reserve's favorite inflation measure, the Core Personal Consumption Expenditures PCE Price Index, ticked down only slightly, showing 4.6% inflation year-on-year, down from 47 a month ago, denting the assumption that inflation is coming down hard and pretty much cementing the fact that the Fed will raise interest rates by another quarter of a percent this coming Wednesday, still hovering above an 80% probability. At first glance, the second estimate of three of first quarter U.S. gross domestic product GDP numbers looked grim, rising at an annualized rate of just 1.1% versus the median expectation of 1.9% and far below the 2.6% growth in the fourth quarter of 2022. The underlying details look more encouraging, however. The biggest drag by far came from a huge swing in business inventories, but that category is highly volatile and subject to big quarter-to-quarter moves. The data also confirmed that business activity is stalling out as borrowing costs rise. Spending on new buildings, equipment, and more rose by just 0.7% in the first quarter of 2023, as opposed to 6% and 4% the two previous quarters. The housing recession was the first to show itself as being affected by the Fed's interest rate hike campaign that started exactly a year ago. But the worst may now be over, with the sector becoming less and less of a drag on growth. As recently as the third quarter of 2022, residential investment was plunging at a 27% annualized pace. In the first quarter of 2023, it declined at barely a 4% rate. The interpretation of the GDP numbers actually pushed back on the idea of a hard landing. And it was that which cleared the way for the strong earnings from many of the big dogs to catapult stocks meaningfully higher over the last couple of trading days, along with the market's persistent faith in the Fed's hike, pause, pivot, cut narrative, part one of which comes into play this week with the latest Fed interest rate decision announcement. The way this narrative sees things panning out is that a quarter of a percent hike on Wednesday afternoon will be the last as the central bank heads into a period of pause before pivoting to cut rates before the end of the year. Certainly very possible, but as I've been saying, this worldview is so accepted and widespread. The futures market says that the probability of rates being higher at the end of the year than they are now is quite literally only at 3%, even though the Fed is insisting that it will not cut in 2023. That there is a lot of potential for disappointment if things don't quite go as planned. And that disappointment could translate into lower prices.